Welcome to Hyperspace Conversations, part of the Legal Aliens Network. Find the Legal Aliens live on Twitch with podcast episodes and show clips on YouTube, Instagram, and TikTok. Hyperspace Conversations and podcast episodes are also available on all podcast platforms. So what a group stage this has turned out to have been, huh? So the 2022 World Cup, moving on, trucking along as it goes. It's been about, what, a little more than a week since we've started the first of the matches back in November 20th with the host Qatar taking on Ecuador. And since then, we have seen not so many surprises, but also many shocks and upsets and kind of maybe some things that we were expecting, but maybe not so much. So now looking back at all the matches in the group stages... I'm going to take a look at kind of and see where I was right, where I was wrong in my group stage predictions and outlook from the first hyperspace conversations little episode that we put out. And this is going to be interesting. Let's start off in group A. Let's just go right off the bat. And unfortunately, Qatar had to break some records at this World Cup and not for the good kind. I mean, a lot of people could say what they will say about the host nation and the, and the tournament being there and whatnot, but... And also, and you know, now that I think about it, maybe somebody will say this is justified and maybe they got their just desserts out of the results and whatnot. But Qatar ended up coming dead last in the group. The first host nation to lose all three games in the, in the tournament. Only the second host nation to fail out of the group stages. At least South Africa did better. At least they won a game. I mean, albeit they were playing against a, a France team back in 2010 that were basically, you know, in a bit midst of an uprising or kind of like a revolt of some kind of, in the camp. I don't know. No matter what you you look at it, South Africa at least got points. They had a win. They had a draw. They were only lost on, to Mexico on goal difference in the 2010 World Cup. So you could say that was at least something. But Qatar, only one goal, seven given up. Not really anything that we saw maybe from the, the CONCACAF Gold Cup back in 2021 where they reached the semifinals maybe you could see there and it's like okay maybe with the host nation you know that kind of like atmosphere they can do something well turns out not many of their own fans really stayed to watch their games then they took off and then Qatar lost all their games so I mean it's I expected them to come in last I didn't expect them to fall flat on their face that badly you know I I mean, when you look at Ecuador, Senegal, and Netherlands, you didn't. I, I, there was no way, to be honest, that they were, they were going to spring an upset of some kind. So, I didn't see it. Not surprised. Fourth place. Not much. Not much else to say on that. Sorry. Netherlands first place. Not the surprise that you know. I think most were going to think about two wins and a draw. Clean. You know, only one goal given up the entire time. It, it's it's what they expected. Cody Gakpo. Rising star, the Dutch squad. You expect him to go to big places in the near future. He, he, the kid's a stud. The big battle now with second place. Now I had, I had Ecuador. I think, if I remember correctly, coming in second place. Mainly because I believe that without Sadio Mane and maybe some injury woes to Kalidou Koulibaly, Senegal might have an issue moving forward and maybe having a rock in the back. That can help them out. But, turns out, no Mane, no problem. Ended up with six points. Got two wins, including the crucial 2-1 victory over Ecuador in the third group stage match. And look at that, Koulibaly. 
semi-minute goal. So, Ecuador and Senegal, I think it was, you know, mainly back and forth. It could have been one of the two. I wouldn't have been upset with either moving on or, or being eliminated. I did have Ecuador mainly just because of some, in, like, missing players from Senegal. But credit to them. You know, they, they played very well. I think they're very tactically sound. They can totally move on to the quarterfinals if they so desire. They have to play England, by the way, in the round of 16. So, will that cause fits to to the English? Perhaps. If Senegal played play similarly to the United States from when they played the English, the three Lions. So, expect a good match there. But, uh, Senegal, I mean, credit to you. you. You played very well. Ecuador, to be fair, played very well as, all, as well. Yeah, you know, I couldn't. I can't be upset. I I got this one wrong. I, I if I remember correctly, I had Ecuador squeezing by, similarly to the way it ended out, just you know reversed. But credit to Senegal, Group A, Netherlands and Senegal. That's who you had. If you had it, pretty good, pretty good guess. Now Group B is how I more or less saw it, but not without you know some interesting things happening in the in the group. Wales that did not see ending up with just one point and only scoring one goal against the United States, but it was a penalty from Gareth Bale. So, other than that, pretty terrible World Cup. I mean, first time in a long time they've been there. I expected something. I wanted to, I wanted to see Wales have a showing. I was expecting them to be the team that would fight the U.S. for second place in the group. Not Iran. Iran, credit to them. They held their own after getting demolished in the first group stage game by England 6-2. Did did shut out Wales, albeit with 10 men, when they had 10 men, and two late stoppage time goals. Um, but, okay, you know what? They held down against the United States. Could have given up more. Could have scored, to be fair. So, they did scare they did scare some teams. They beat Wales, though. So, credit to Iran, third place, but... We have to talk England and the United States. So, England, of course, not a surprise. First in the group. They're playing Senegal in the round of 16. They have, I think a lot of people, I mean, in the media were, and, of course, the general public have been talking about Gareth Southgate and his unwillingness to use certain players off the bench, like Phil Foden and Marcus Rashford. And thinking about why they're probably only bringing out Jack Grealish or keeping Jude Bellingham on the lineup or some sort of combination of all those things. I don't know. You have He does have these players off the bench that can really change the game. I wish I do wish that he could use them more a little bit and utilize them in, in with their, I guess, their, I would say their talent and their kind of like way of the style of play. But I also see England has big, like a, a lot of depth, depth in their squad. So first place is not surprising. Just now I have to see where where tactically will they be in the knockout rounds. Will it be the same or will they change it up? It I could te- I could definitely see them beating Senegal. But afterwards is where, okay, what what changes can you make on the fly during the game that will change the dynamic of the match? What can you do? So Gareth Southgate. I know a lot of people ha- still had their doubts on him. I-, I understand it. I mean, I have the, the same feeling about the United States. So don't don't um don't think that you're the only ones out there with that issue. But you know what? England can still make it far. They I mean they could they have they could score in abundance, clearly evidenced by the game against Iran. But also, you look at the game against the United States and going there and going now to the to America. 0-0 in that game. 
it looked like England was really holding back and really just kind of laying low a little bit and waiting for the counter. The United States now, with my problem here, sure, second place, good. What I was hoping for, and they got it. The issue now is, can they score when they really need to? They missed chances in, 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 in I would say, all three games, to be honest. They should have beaten Wales. They had that in their pocket. Could have scored more against Iran to make it more comfortable for them, so they wouldn't have to worry about them coming, af- coming after the U.S. at the last... 10 or 15 minutes or so. So they need the, they need the goals. Now, of course, Christian Pulisic took one for the team, literally, by scoring against Iran to help the U.S. advance. He might... We'll see how he's feeling on on the Saturday that they played the Netherlands in the round of 16. Hopefully, he's good. I'm, I'm praying. We're going we're gonna to need him. But I think the issue now with Greg Berhalter is trying to find the goals. Where can the goals come from? It cannot only be from Pulisic at this point. And it's only been Pulisic and Tim Weah who've scored goals. The U.S. have only scored two goals, by the way, in this ter- in this, in this group stage so far. Only two goals. They only given up one, though, which is very, which is very, very good. Could have been more, but luckily for Team USA, they're, they're been, they've been pretty solid on defense, which is, hard, which is hard to believe considering, I guess, when you look at past teams and maybe currently, Defense has been the weak point, so hopefully that could be something of an advantage when they go play the Netherlands, but it's it's now where do the goals come from? It can't just be Pulisic, it can't just be Tim Weah. Can you find Josh Josh Sargent, Haji Wright? Uh, If you put in Gio Reyna for once, can can we see more of Gio Reyna, please? And any any of these other guys, so we'll, we'll have to see. So, Group B now... England's going to play Senegal. The Netherlands now have the United States, so we'll see. We'll have to see on those two. I'm not really going to necessarily make predictions, but we'll have to. Well, I will give a little bit of a, a thing here. So the Netherlands, they can score. That's true. Can they continue to do so? Can Senegal hold it down? Can they make? Can they create chances? They've been giving up goals, but they can also score. So can can they like hold hold the ground on defense? England, the question is. Can they utilize their their bench more? And also, I think goals are not maybe not a really an issue, but it's just trying to find ways to create chances for other players as well. And for the United States, obviously, is where will the goals be? Where will they come from? Can it not just be a certain one person or only two people? We'll have to find out. Now, Group C, this is where it got hella interesting. My God, this got insanely crazy, and it. At the start of this, it really ups- pissed me off, to be honest with you. First game, my Argentina. Yes, I am born and raised in the United States, but family ties to Argentina. We lose to Saudi Arabia. Broke our, what, 35, 36-game win streak at that point. We were rolling. Messi scores a penalty first half. We're cruising the cruising first 45 minutes, and then, boom, Saudi Arabia. Two quick goals in, five, in, a few, in like five, six minutes. Holds it down, gets the famous upset. Probably one of the biggest, probably the, if not one of the, I mean, definitely one of the biggest upsets of all time, I'd say, in the World Cup. We thought, okay, is this is this really going to happen? Is Argentina just going to fall flat in their face and just crash? Nope. They they, they, start, they kept going, put their foot down, ripped off two wins, two shutout wins, mind you, both 2 nothing. Messi, another goal, could have had some more, obviously. They, now now there's, a, oh, there's that issue. Should he be taking penalties? Really? I don't know. 
I think he, he only use him only use him in the penalty shootout at this point. I think he needs to stop taking him, but that's just me. So two wins, first place in the group, where I expected them to be, but not but it's not without its faults. They only gave up two goals, which was in the first game, thankfully. It's where I expected them, but Argentina now. It's like, okay, defense. Really gonna need that for the next time. Poland, Mexico, Saudi Arabia. Where do I begin with this? What a finish for second place. This got crazy. Coming into the final game, Poland and Mexico were more than likely the two, one of the, the two fighting for that second spot. Unless Saudi Arabia pulls off a stunning win against Mexico and then, whoa, all hell breaks loose. But in the end, it got to the point where Mexico and Poland were tied on both points and goals. And it came down to the amount of yellow cards that each team had. The fair play rules. Mexico, I'd say not as clean. <laughs> They had a few more yellow cards than Poland, so they had to score one more. They were up 2-0 at this point, and Poland were down 2-0. Mexico had to score one more to get rid of that tiebreaker scenario with the yellow cards and take over second place. That didn't happen. Saudi Arabia said, no, we're gonna change the we're gonna change that. Scored very late. So Mexico now needed to score a goal just to score more goals than Poland. Or they would need Argentina to somehow score a third goal. Which, by the way, Argentina could have easily beaten Poland 5-0 that game. Four, I'd say at least four or five goals could have been scored by that. Abby Celeste. Chesney, stud of a goalie. I mean, I've always thought that. I can't, I, I can't be mad at him. He's always been one of the best in my eyes. He, he did his thing. Kept Poland alive. So at that point, Mexico was like, okay, we're going to need more. Stunning free kick. By the way, in the second half, that by Luis Chavez, my God, I would say so far that's the best goal of the tournament by far. Unfortunately, not enough. They lost on goal difference by one to Poland, but at least they made it very interesting. Saudi Arabia, of course, I mean, hats off to them. They, I mean, they got the stunning win against Argentina, which gave them a dream scenario, possibly making out of the group stage, which to be fair, they very well could have. Yeah, they didn't. They lost two nothing to Poland. Sure, they still had the shot against Mexico. And Mexico, by the way, are not tactically sound when it comes to attacking. They cannot score. They got their two. They got their two goals in the final game when they really needed it. Had they have scored in their zero zero draw against Poland, or maybe just gotten one against Argentina, this would have been completely different. But unfortunately, now Mexico, Tata Martino. Now, no longer the coach. He basically admitted that, yeah, as soon as the final whistle was blown, I was done. I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm wondering if Mexico is now going to be going through that, like, re, the, I guess that quote-unquote rebuilding phase that the United States did a few years ago when they didn't make the World Cup. So it'll be interesting to see what happens there. Obviously, there was questions about whether Mexico should have brought in Javier Chicharito Hernandez or, you know, if Carlos Vela decided he really wanted to play for Mexico again, he, could he have joined? But instead... Vela's out maybe watching on the couch, or maybe he wasn't watching at all. And Chicharito was on Twitch, yelling at kids on Call of Duty. So <laughs> that that's what happened. So Argentina, Poland, first and second. Poland just scraping by by the finest margins to get to second place. But now they allow, now they now they check in to Group D and who they play against. And my goodness, this could have been something. By the way. Group D was so far my biggest surprise because other than France, which by the way, tied for first place in the group and not tied with who you thought they would. 
and not who I thought they would. So France, first place, score can score, didn't give up much. They did look, sh now they do look a little shaky, I'm not going to lie. Uh, obviously, there's no Kareem Benzema, got hurt before the World Cup, but they have, you know, Kylian Mbappe doing his thing, has, he has already three goals in the tournament. Giroud has two, he's already cracked, breaking records with the French team. So, goals are not, are not scarce with the French team. They can still do it, but can they continue that? They now have to play, because they came in first place, they play Poland. I do believe... I mean, we'll see. France, France can it has the advantage on Poland. I don't know how that's going to end up for the for them, but they have the they have first place and locked in. They're still looking strong, even though they looked a little iffy at times. But now comes the bigger uh, the bigger story. Well, it's the fact that France lost the last game, one nothing to Tunisia. And now, granted, I know France made some made switches in the last game, and they're giving some people some time, but um. Tunisia needed the win, and when they did, one nothing. Famous win for them. I mean, I can't, I can't, I can't be mad at that. Unfortunately, Tunisia needed something else to happen in the other game, and it didn't happen. The surprise of the the surprise of the tournament. What do you want to say here? Do you want to say Australia or do you want to say Denmark as a surprise? Let's start with Denmark because, let's be honest, I was horribly wrong at this prediction. Back in my in my group stage pre preview and predictions from the last hyperspace episode, I said Denmark was one of the darlings of the World Cup, one of the dark horse my dark horse picks. I saw Denmark so close to the final of the Euros last year and thought, okay, they play like that, watch out. They're gonna go far. Turns out they can't score to save their lives. Only one against France. And I mean, yeah, they didn't give up many either. That's the thing. The good thing is that they didn't give up many. They only gave up three goals. The problem was where were the goals? I think that was an issue leading up to the leading up to the tournament. Who was going to be the one to take the reins up top and get the goals? Unfortunately, only and what? Unfortunately, no forwards scored for Denmark in this entire tournament. The one goal was from Chelsea defender and now Barcelona defender, I should say. Ah, change that. Andreas Christensen. He's the only one who scored. He's a defender. So, yeah, I guess the answer was no one in Denmark can really score goals. And that showed dead last in the group with one point. Unreal. Did not see that coming. And who took advantage of that? The Socceroos. Australia. Who would have thought? Losing 4-1 to France in their first game? Oh, what? like, okay, nope, not going to happen. It's just not going to happen. They get the win against Tunisia, and then they famously beat Denmark to go on. They tie France in points. I mean, they're inferior because of their inferior goal difference based on that game against France. They finished second, but credit to them. I I did not see that coming whatsoever. I mean, to be fair, Tunisia also only scored one goal the entire tournament, and they could have almost made it. That's crazy to me. But Australia, yeah, gave up four, and then that's it. Sh two straight shutouts to make it to the knockout stage. First, I didn't believe, what, the second time they've ever done that? So credits to them very good job uh and now they get they get the luxury of playing argentina in the round of round of 16 i will not say as a as a fellow argentinian i will not say this is going to be a walk in the park i will not do that we where did they where did they get us after the first group stage game i will not be doing that so the round of 16 now looks as argentina gets australia poland gets france lobby celeste they avoid the french again we're not having that from the last World Cup. It's not. We're not going to be doing that again. 
it's going to be interesting. I uh, will be wondering what's going to happen with these games. Argentina, by the way, for all you American fans out there, if the United States beat the Netherlands and Argentina beats Australia, looks like we're going to be meeting each other in the quarterfinals. So, will, will the U.S. get revenge from the Copa, the Copa America Centenario a few years ago? Who knows, but it's going to be interesting to see. Now, if you and myself thought Denmark crashing out in the group stages with one point was crazy enough, Group E and F, man, did that go nuts. So, let's get with Group E, and let's start off with a... I don't know if you want to say it's a shock in any way, or maybe it's not, to be honest with you. Germany, second straight World Cup. They crash out in the group stage, eliminated in the group stage, by goals, and more specifically, Spain destroying Costa Rica in the first match today of Group E. Other than that, Germany flounders again, and I think this is where you really need to have a bit of a reckoning with your with yourself. How do you end up being eliminated in two straight World Cups as Germany? I think that is the most surprising thing out of all this, really, especially in this group. I had Germany moving on. I thought this would be the time where they sneak by Japan and get second place at the very least. I thought this is where they right the wrongs of 2018 and go far in the tournament. I guess not. And the surprise here is that Germany could have very well finished fourth. It, had they not pulled off a late win against Costa Rica, very well could have been in last, been in last place. And Costa Rica, by the way, well played for what getting rid of that foul taste of being a 7-0 loser against Spain. You got that off. You did okay. You ended up getting a win out of Japan, which I didn't see coming, especially how that first match day went. You ended up getting a win and took Germany to the very last few minutes. And you could have made it out of this group. Had you have won this game, based on how also Japan and Spain ended up, you very well could have taken out Spain. That's how close you were. This could have been the craziest group of them all seeing Japan and Costa Rica making it over Spain and Germany. No one would have predicted that. However, it is what it is, but Costa Rica, I would say, you know, fair play to you, especially getting trounced like that that in the first game against Spain. Like, fair play. But I have to give a shout out to my boys, Japan. Oh, man. I love this team, especially when I saw them playing against the United States in a friendly before the World Cup, and I thought, they play really well. They they have... this tactical sense of being able to hunker down and get the results that they need need to get. Can't say that about the Costa Rica game, mind you, but the fact that they topped this group and they beat Spain on the last day to do so, they got, what, two goals in the span of three, four minutes against Spain in in the second half, pulled it out of the bag, first place. That is insane to me, and to be fair, they can very, very well go to the quarterfinal, especially who they're playing in Group F, which I will get to in a, in a minute. Spain, the 7-0, I would have to say that was a fluke. There was there, Just watching the rest of the games in this group, how each team went afterwards, that was a total fluke. There's There was no sense of that in the other two games of Spain. Against Germany, very defensive. There were times where they had the attack and could have done more, but they did not. And then they just did not show up against Japan. That was crazy. First, let's say 15, 20 minutes. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. They got they got an early goal with Avaro Morata in the 11th minute. Got that. Second half, just completely 
flipped a switch. And they started playing way more defensively. And then it got to a point where it's like, okay, they're losing. Now what? They could very well be eliminated here. You see what was happening in the Costa Rica-Germany game. And you're thinking, oh no. Could Costa Rica do this? Could they actually knock out Spain? Especially how they got destroyed in the first game. Could they actually bring some sort of revenge into this? Well, they did not. They were very close to doing so. But the Japanese, though. Major like round of applause for you. You managed to get first place in the group. Spain, yeah, the goals were there, but the second, but in the first game, the other two, I don't know. So now it's interesting to see where Spain lies in the round of sixteen and, and moving and past that. Perhaps you never know because of Group F. And Group F, I have to say, is a bit surprising, but also not at the same time. Some surprises for sure. Well, let's go with this. So I, I want to give my commiserations to Canada because I really wanted to see them be competitive and make something happen in this group. And they very well showed that when they only lost narrowly one nothing to Belgium. Could have actually won that game, and I think they should have won that game. They were the better team the entire 90 minutes. Couldn't get a goal. And I think that's what outdone them. And I think they may have just gassed themselves completely in that game because... Losing 4-1 to Croatia on the next one. Even though they were winning in the first couple minutes, Alfonso Davies gets Canada's first ever World Cup goal. Awesome for him. But afterwards, just nothing. Just could not get anything else done. And it's unfortunate because I really wanted to see Canada be competitive and maybe make something out of this group. But they ended up only scoring two goals and zero points. So it's unfortunate. So I guess now it's what? USA has to carry the torch of CONCACAF. And it is a bit sad seeing just... The United States being the only one. Because Canada dominated in qualifying. They really did. So I thought that would carry over. And unfortunately, not so much. Uh, what surprise do I want to start off with first? Morocco or Belgium? I want to... Let's start... I'll, I'll start with Morocco. Congrats to you, by the way. And I called this, to be honest with you. I called them being at least competitive in this group. And could very well do something. I knew they were going to be tough. I knew that they were going to take points away from every team possible in this group. In fact, they did. And not just that. They did not lose. They only gave up one goal. And it was an own goal at the very la- in the very last game against Canada. That was the only thing that got by, by them. Everything else, shutouts. They drew 0-0 to Croatia. Fine. You got a point off the finalist of the last World Cup. That alone, already doing so much better. Then they go on and beat Belgium 2-0. And you're thinking, okay. What is this? Is it Morocco or is it Belgium? That's the reason for that game. Was it Morocco being so much better or was it Belgium being so much worse? Or in the words of Kevin De Bruyne, they're too old. Well, may have shown both, to be honest with you. But Morocco coming coming in first place, taking two wins out of this group, and not conceding really any... Not I would say they didn't concede any goal from an opponent. Let's put it that way. So, congrats to them. And now they get a chance to play Spain. Awesome. They came first in the group. And by the way, I believe that is the first African nation to ever top the group in a World Cup. I think, believe, since 1998. So, congrats. Obviously, that's, that's amazing for them. Round of applause to Morocco, honestly. And I, I knew they were going to be very competitive in this. Hakim Ziyech did his thing. Got a goal. He did get a goal against Canada. So, he got to be on the scoreboard. Good for him. But they're... I guess their like prize for being in first in the group is a meeting with Spain. 
I don't know how you, depends on how you look at it, but you know what? At this point, you shouldn't even be worried about who you're playing against. They took first in this group. They're not scared of anybody. They have the opportunity to make some noise again make and create another huge upset and go to the quarterfinals. And you know what? I would not be surprised if they do it. Let's see. Croatia, again, similar to Morocco. Four goals, only one gave up. One, they had one more tie, of course, so second place for them. But they can, they they, they are competitive. They 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 did show signs of okay. Is Modric, you know, and his and the aging core, they actually starting to show signs of, I guess, weakness or maybe it's like okay, the age thing is coming into play. But you know what? They held their own. They did very well. They held Belgium to a scoreless draw in the last group stage match, which that was the least they can. There was the least they needed to do in the game. Definitely could have lost. And to be fair, they should have lost that game based on what just happened in the last 20 minutes of that match. Speaking of that match, let's talk Belgium. So, Roberto Martinez, gone. He's He left the team. And you know what? It's over. Bel- the, the Bel- this Belgium squad has been such a letdown. I guess in the terms of neutrals in world football. I wanted to see this team win something. They had the school. They have. Well, they have, but they had now. They had the squad to win. They can totally do that. They could have won the World Cup in 2014, 2018, won the European, the Euros a couple once or twice, maybe. You never know. They could have had like a Spain dominance type thing, but no, they just they they had no, they have nothing to show for this golden age. You want if you want to call it. And you know what, Kevin De Bruyne. I don't know if he said the right thing or the wrong thing, or maybe. He just said he just said the thing out loud that nobody else wanted to say, but it's true now. When they have nothing to show for it, sure they won, but in the, against Canada you shouldn't have won that game. You got very lucky, crapped the bed against Morocco somehow, and Lu, Romelu Lukaku single-handedly when he got brought onto that game against Croatia, he single-handedly almost gave you that win. He could have scored a hat trick in that game. I feel so bad for him just on how those plays ended up just hitting the crossbar, hitting his body and almost going across the line, but the goalie coming back to get it. it. It was unfortunate the way it ended for Lukaku and Belgium. And you know what? I will say credit to Thibaut Courtois. He kept you in alive in this group. It's, it's unfortunate. It's sad to see how this team will now be just broken up because there's no way a lot of these guys are coming back. I don't know. Maybe for the next Euros. I don't know, but yeah, Belgium crashing out of the group. Well, I wouldn't say crashing out. I can't. I, I'd be wrong to say, but because they were only a point away from second, but they were expected to move on. That's the thing. Like Germany, it was one of those things. Like, okay, redemption time. Let's go. Let's get this done. But they didn't. So Croatia gets Japan, and you know what? It's like Morocco against Spain. Japan should not be afraid of playing the 2018 World Cup finalists. They shouldn't. They have a chance to upset the Croatians in here too. Can they do it? I believe they can. They're, the goals are they're there. They don't give up very many as well. So this could be even. I can see this going into overtime. You, or extra time rather. You never know with this. You really don't. The final day of group stage play was pretty fun. I, I would have to agree on that. Group G... Obviously, Brazil, top of the group. Not a surprise on that. But they couldn't just go without making it interesting, could they? A one nothing defeat to Cameroon, who I'll get to in a second. But Brazil, only three goals 
in this group stage play. They did get a couple shutouts, but not many goals. They did get some from a Charleston. They had one from Casemiro, but that's, I think, going to be the main talking point with the Brazilian team is, can they have find more goals? Will Neymar be coming back from his injury? We don't know that yet. He may or may not return. Still 50-50. Top of the group, though, they scored just enough to get to get advance over ahead of Switzerland on goal difference for the positioning. So take that as you will. Brazil is not it isn't a surprise that they moved on. However, the last game proved that again, any of these big boys, they have some shaky moments. I don't know if there's really any team out there right now that is the most deserving of winning this World Cup. It could really be anybody. Switzerland. Now that last game against Serbia you know, there's there's always tension between the two sides and, you know, from recent history and things like that, on the field, off the field, things like that. But they pulled through a, a very entertaining 3-2 winning in Serbia. Shakiri getting on the board finally. Funny enough, scored more goals than Brazil, but gave up, two, gave up two, two goals too many, and they had to finish second. They'll take that, though. They advance ahead of Serbia in Cameroon. Very entertaining side. They'll they'll be they'll be pretty fun to watch when they go to play Portugal in the, in the round of 16. What they can what can they do against Ronaldo's side? Who knows? But very good, very well done. They only lost one nothing to Switz, to uh, Brazil, so shows that they can be right on the doorstep of the big squads. And again, it's it's just one of those things where who can really win this? We'll have to see as the tournament continues on. But a good a good a good side deservingly going through. Now, Cameroon, now I'll be honest here, Cameroon were one of the teams where I said, okay, this is probably going to be a team that finishes fourth, no points, I don't know where they're going to get their goals from, I I don't see where they can be competitive, they may take a point or two somewhere, but it wasn't really looking like it was going to happen. Well, turns out, four points, almost made it through had Switzerland not won their game, credit to them, I will give credit to the Cameroon side, they were they showed spirit, they showed heart. They pulled a big three-three draw against Serbia, they, and they beat Brazil one nothing. Now, granted, I know some people are gonna say, well, Brazil made subs and things like that, but nah, it doesn't matter. You're at the World Cup. You need you are expected to win. You should go out there and win. You are on paper the more talented side. Cameroon late goal, second half stoppage time gets the win, and they were again two points behind Switzerland. And had that their game against Serbia gone a different direction, we could be seeing Cameroon playing Portugal and seeing Switzerland and Serbia both eliminated. That would have been a shock because I had this team pegged fourth in Group G. So, round of applause to Cameroon. I have to give massive respect to them. They did very well. Who didn't, unfortunately, was Serbia. And they had the opportunity to maybe do something in this group. They needed a lot to happen to qualify. So... No wins, unfortunately. Only two. Only well, they had they had plenty of goals. Though, I will say that they did score plenty of goals, but just games weren't going their way. They, yeah, they lost two nothing to Brazil in the first match. They draw three three to the Cameroon. Plenty, plenty of goals there. Unfortunately, they lose three to two to Switzerland, a game that they really needed, and also just to see what else might have happened in the group. But that was basically the pivotal game where. One of those teams were more likely going to make it unless Cameroon went crazy. Uh, you know, at least they had the goals. Alexander Mitrovic, he's a stud. 
He's, he had goals in this tournament. You can't, you can't go wrong with that. Vlahovic got one as well. But overall, you know, it's just one of those things where one moment or two that, that could have been different, we could be seeing Serbia in the next round. So it was really a back and forth kind of group. I think everybody was competitive, and it's unfortunate that Serbia doesn't come out of this with any wins or maybe more than one point, but they did show the intensity and showed a desire to win games. And it's just unfortunate for any Serbians out there that your side, it just, just wasn't enough. I, I can't say they were horrible in some ways. They were definitely, as a team that finished last, they were definitely better than some sides in this tournament, for sure. So finally, we're going to go to Group H, and my goodness, could this have gone anywhere? Portugal realistically could have been uh, some, it could have been second place in this tournament. You never know. Uh, they did get their two wins, finished first in the group. What? Not a surprise. They had the goals. You know, Ronaldo only has one, but you know what? He did play very well. You know, saved him for the for the next round. They had plenty of goals. He got one shot out, of course, from against Uruguay. But speaking of, wow, second place in this group could have went any way possible. South Korea, Uruguay, Ghana, all had chances to get second place. And I believe, if I do my maths correctly, nope, you know what? I take that back. Nobody could have gotten first place. Portugal still had the shot. Let me let me put it that way. Yeah, it could have gone any which way. Had Ghana beaten Uruguay, they would have moved on, most likely. South Korea, let's start with them. Second place, they get a famous win against Portugal. Stoppage time, second half winner from Huang Hee Chan, who I think is one of the surprises of this tournament for sure. They get the win. They go. They tie on points with Uruguay, but go on because of, because of scoring two more goals. Crucially, against South Korea, they got, or sorry, against Portugal, because they had the extra one stoppage time. And they got two against Ghana, despite losing. A good a good side. It's great to see more of the Asian Confederation moving on to the next round. We'll have South Korea. We'll have Japan. We have Australia as well. I mean, depending on how you look at it, yes, they're technically in the Asian Confederation. I know. Oceania and, yeah, whatever. I know that. Second place for South Korea. Very well done. Uruguay, I could say the same thing, but unfortunately, you didn't score enough goals. They drew South Korea, got shut out by Portugal, and then, yes, scored two against Ghana, one 2 nothing. Just needed a couple more, really, and they would have moved on. It is sad because being, you know, of Argentinian descent, we sort of, you know, we sort of have a you know soft spot for Uruguay, and it was tough to see Luis Suarez just bawling his eyes out on the bench afterwards and you know that's this is the final world cup you'll be seeing him at uh however Uruguay I mean they did they did what they needed to do for the most part but it just wasn't enough so third place for them on goal difference and Ghana you know they got three points they did get a win they did beat South Korea so they made it interesting however they just could not get it done against Uruguay and they finished fourth place on three points but again with how the groups went especially with this one any which way, you could have seen Ghana come in second place instead of last. You don't know. But this was a very entertaining group. A lot of things that could have happened, maybe probably did happen. So, that was crazy. Before I end this off, round of 16, we'll just go quickly on this. You have the Netherlands playing the United States. Will Christian Pulisic, Pulisic return from his injury in time to play? You have Argentina and Australia. That's a random round of 16 matchup, and I cannot say Argentina will win because look what happened to them against Saudi Arabia, so you never know. 
Japan and Croatia? Japan, I could totally see them going wire-to-wire wire wire against Croatia. This is a match I think that many should watch. Brazil and South Korea? You know, if, if South Korea does their homework right, they will see the weaknesses that were shown from the Brazilians against Cameroon. They can have a, a chance to maybe spring a surprise here. England and Senegal? England, yeah, they scored six in the first game against in their first game against Iran. Didn't didn't do a whole lot afterwards. Yeah, they got a good win against Wales, but Senegal are looking into this thing. And okay, hey, everyone wrote us off, include uh, you know myself included. Sadio Mane isn't here yet. We still pulled through. France and Poland. I think this might be one of the more easier to predict. I don't know if Poland's really you know if they have enough to go against the French, but stranger things have happened for sure. Um, the next one, Morocco, Spain. If, if there's an upset waiting to happen, this could be the one. I don't like. I think beforehand we were thinking, oh, Spain are they're going to be one of the favorites here, but I don't know. Morocco have been surprisingly good, like sneakily good. I would I would highlight that matchup for sure. And then the last one of the round of sixteen, Portugal, Switzerland. Again, this is a toss up. I don't really know who has the advantage here. Yeah, sure. Portugal is CR7, but again, I don't think that the Swiss side will be really scared of that. So, but yeah, I think that was a um, incredible group stage. To be honest with you, there was some joy, there was heartbreak, there were shocks, upsets, banging goals, incredible saves. I think what there was a one red card. Finally, it was the last group stage game from Cameroon Brazil. So anything can really happen. And you also seen coaches uh, get fired or, or uh, quit right right after their team lost and were out. So all in all, crazy World Cup, and we've just gotten started, folks. Keep tuning in if you're in. If you're just watching the heck out of this, expect more of the same. Trust me, it's gonna be wicked. Thank you for listening to Hyperspace Conversations, part of the Legal Aliens Network. Catch the Legal Aliens live on Twitch, with show clips posted on our YouTube, Instagram, and TikTok pages. And Hyperspace Conversations and podcast episodes can be found on all available podcast platforms.